Did you know that you can actually put on a significant amount of muscle? That there's a scientific way to go about it? You don't have to try out random things and hope you're gaining muscle? I want you to know that you, as a mom or as a woman, maybe in her 30s or 40s or beyond, you can actually make a huge change in your fitness level and your muscle level. Sometimes I feel like we think because we've been stuck in a spot for so long, it feels like it's our destiny. We're just always going to be this way. Let me tell you though, that you can do this. We've been talking about muscle gain and it is totally possible for you to grow in muscle size and strength. And today's episode is all about three steps to get you there. Hey friend, welcome to the Effective Fitness for Women podcast, your go-to guide for practical weightlifting and nutrition tips. I'm Rachel, a wife, mom of six, registered dietitian, and passionate weightlifter. This podcast is for the woman who is tired of not knowing what to do in the gym, frustrated with trying to eat right, but not sure what eating right actually is, and just wants to start seeing some results. If that's you, then you're in the right place. This podcast is all about teaching you what you need to do in the gym and the kitchen to lose fat, gain muscle, and be the strongest you've ever been. Are you ready? Let's go. Before we get started, I want to read this review really quick from Ash081490. She says, I'm a mom of seven and have found myself a gym and have been going every day. I've been so nervous coming out of my comfort zone. So this week after listening to your podcast, I'm going to do my homework and step out of my comfort zone. Your podcast was so inspirational and so, so helpful. Thank you. First of all, it's pretty rare when someone has me beat with the number of kids. You go mama. And thank you so much. I am so, so grateful for you to you for listening to my podcast, and I just love that I'm helping people. I so want you guys to feel like you have control over your health and fitness, and so this encourages me so much. Thank you. Okay, so last week, we talked all about the science of muscle gain, how it happens, and if you missed that episode, please go back and listen to part one of this series. So you have an understanding of what we're going to be talking about today. So in order to gain a significant amount of muscle quickly, we know that we need three things. We need one, to lift weights or to provide some way to give our muscles a message that says, I need you to grow so I can lift this load easier next time. So we do that by using progressive overload. If you don't know what progressive overload is, Go back to episode four of the podcast, the number one thing you can do to get results in the gym. The next thing we need to do to gain a significant amount of muscle is to provide our bodies with what it needs to actually build the muscle, which is amino acids, which we get from eating protein. The last thing that we need to do is not be in a calorie deficit. We need to be eating enough because not eating enough calories signals to our body to slow down muscle growth. This makes sense from a a survival standpoint, right? 
If your body feels like its energy stores are threatened, it's not going to prioritize muscle gain. So that's a summary of what we talked about last week. Now I'm going to talk you through the how. How do we do this? Before we start anything though, we need to establish that we want to prioritize muscle gain through this season. I've talked about before how I follow seasons of either muscle gain, fat loss, or maintenance. Being single-minded about your goal, being either fat loss or muscle gain, is what you need to decide here. Now you can, especially in the beginning of your weight training journey, you can do what's called a recomposition, which is where you gain muscle and lose fat at the same time, but it's slower, has more room for error, and really only is true for beginners and lasts about six months. That's what I've read. It can sometimes go to a year. But it is a possibility that it may work for you. I personally did not have success with this method. I talked about that in my Nutrition for Fat Loss series, but feel free to try it if you want. I just want to be really honest with you about it. I feel like I see a lot of stuff on the internet from influencers or, you know, whatever, social media people, and they talk about doing a recomp and they were able to lose a significant amount of fat and gain a significant amount of muscle at the same time. But honestly, I feel like most of them are younger, like early to mid twenties. I'm in my mid thirties. And so my body is not (laughs) in its muscle growth prime, so to speak, right? I've had three babies biologically. I have a large family. Things just aren't the same for me as, you know, like a single mid-20s person. I'm just being honest here. Or it could just be me. Like I personally did not respond well to recomping. That is totally a possibility. But that's up to you to decide. I'm going to teach you what worked for me on this podcast, which is separating the phases of muscle growth and fat loss so your body is only focusing on one thing at a time. I believe this gets gives a net gain at the end of it in the sense that you'll be leaner with more muscle with using separate muscle gain and fat loss seasons than trying to recomp for the same amount of time. I hope that makes sense. So today's discussion is how to do a season of muscle gain. I'm going to assume that this is your fitness goal right now and not a season of fat loss. You can go listen to my nutrition for fat loss series where I discuss if you should start with a season of fat loss or muscle gain first, if you're not clear on what your goal is right now. I generally recommend that you do not go into a season of muscle gain without tracking your calories. I know that that seems like a lot to do, but it's just way too easy to go over and gain excess fat if you're not careful. I'll link a calorie tracker, um, the one that I use in the show notes. However, you can use the plate method if you want to try that first, if you are absolutely opposed to recording calories or if it triggers you mentally but you will need to be watching your weight carefully each week and month to be sure that you're gaining the right amount. So there's some sort of tracking involved regardless, right? If you don't know what the plate method is, you can download my simple guide for fat loss off my website, www.effectivefitnessforwomen.com, and it's on the free resources page. This guide is designed for fat loss, but you can adjust the amounts of foods that you're eating to tailor it for muscle gain instead. 
If you're someone who struggles with weight gain, then I would say that you're probably okay not to track your calories if you keep seeing your weight go up. So again, we're all doing some form of tracking. It may not be calories, but we're watching our body weight carefully. People in the weightlifting community who struggle to gain weight are sometimes called hard gainers. Basically, it's a challenge for them to gain weight. If you aren't seeing a steady gain month to month, then you may need to start recording your calories so you can know your numbers and what you need to hit each day to keep gaining. If you're not eating enough and you're lifting weights, you risk losing even more weight and some muscle probably, and that is not your goal if you're a hard gainer. The rest of us don't have any trouble gaining weight and probably just do it on accident. That's me. (laughs) So best practice is to record your calories if you can. So to start, we need to know what our maintenance calories are. I do talk about this in my Nutrition for Fat Loss series, the second part, but I'll do a quick refresher. You estimate your maintenance calories in a couple of ways. One is a calories per pound method. You just multiply your body weight by somewhere between 14 and 16, and that will give you a rough estimate. Alternatively, you can use a predictive equation. I'll link one in the show notes. This is a formula that has been validated by research to be a good estimate. I used to use predictive equations all the time when I worked in the hospital as a dietitian to estimate calorie needs of my patients, especially you know if they were like exclusively tube-fed or something like that. And while these equations are good starting points, they may need adjustments. I used to have to adjust my patients quite a bit, right? Because it's just a rough estimate. So what I encourage you to do is to track your calories at maintenance for a month. That is step one. Track calories at maintenance for one month and then while you're weighing yourself. I'll talk more about weighing yourself later. Um, If you stay the same then you know that you are at maintenance, like that's your number of calories. You can move on to step two. If you gained, cut 100 calories off and try again for another month. Once you're staying steady for a month, you can move on to step two. This is not a thing we want to rush. Take your time with it. It is valuable to know a pretty good idea of your maintenance calorie level. So the next step is to add 10% to your maintenance calories. We only need a small increase in calories to promote muscle gain. We want to do just enough to build muscle and only gain minimal fat. So that's about 10% over your maintenance number. The third step is to monitor your progress. You will do this by watching your weight on the scale and also you'll take measurements. A good amount of weight gain is about one to two pounds per month. So it's not a lot. We are not talking here like I eat a pizza every night. Definitely not. If you're gaining weight and you are also growing in strength in the gym, meaning you're lifting more weight every week or adding reps, then you know you're gaining muscle. What I usually recommend is that you weigh daily. um, And then I know people say not to do this, but I feel like it sort of desensitizes you to the scale and you start to see how things impact your weight, like a salty meal the night before, being on your cycle, how all of that affects the weight on the scale. So I recommend weighing daily and then doing a weekly average. 
So if your weekly average is going up by one to two pounds per month, then you are gaining at a good rate. If you're going to keep this up for as long as you want, really, I mean, you can do it however long you want. I suggest at least four to six months. Then you can do a planned season of fat loss to shed any extra fat that you gained. And that's it. Well, what do you think? <laughs> do you want to start a season of muscle gain? Or do you feel like you need to start with a season of fat loss? If you feel like you need some help, you can join my coaching waitlist on my website. I'm currently full in terms of coaching capacity, but when spots become available, I'll be pulling from my waitlist first. I know that this whole process can seem overwhelming, but I can honestly say that doing a season of muscle gain has been one of the best things that I've done for my body. I got so much stronger and my muscles grew so much and it is so much fun. I love working out in a season of muscle gain. It is crazy how much faster you progress when you're in this season. I'm planning to start my next season in the fall and I am just, I'm, I'm so excited. Um, it really, it is a little bit, it can be a little nerve wracking to intentionally try and gain weight. I mean, I've never ever in my life done that before, but I did it and I got over my fears and I, it was so worth it. Yes, it was, you know, I had some, we took a couple of vacations. <laughs> I enjoyed my time, um, but I worked hard, right? And I would say I came away from it with a solid about eight pounds of muscle gained. Um, so after my season of fat loss, right, I, I'm the same leanness level, but I weigh about eight pounds more. So that's a big win, right? So just to recap, here are our three steps. One, you figure out your maintenance calories. Two, you add 10% to that number. And three, you monitor your progress. I hope this episode was helpful to you. As always, please reach out if you have any questions. And if you need a workout plan to follow during your season of muscle gain, then you can download my free strength training template on my website. It's effectivefitnessforwomen.com and it's on the free resources page. And I'll also link it in the show notes. I will talk to you next time. If you enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to subscribe. And I would love to see a five-star review from you. This helps other women find this podcast so they can start to get results too. Let's help other women start their fitness journey together.